In the lead up to Anzac Day, we're chatting to many war veterans, and today we're talking to Stuart Campbell, who was in World War II, a part of the Air Force. Now, this first story he tells us when he came face to face with an enemy plane in the sky. He didn't pull out, and he was only 30 feet away from me when I looked down as he went past, and he was just sitting there, you know, and uh, the boys, as he went past, of course, the rear gunner gave him a burst, and the top gunner gave him a burst, but they said he, he was on fire. And they kept the attack up for an hour and a half, so he had a long way to sort of go back to, to his own base, you yeah. know, if, he was, if he's on fire. Because there's nothing, they had no anti-fire stuff or anything else around the engine. And they had no protection for the pilot. No, uh, our pilot had a big slab of armour plate behind him. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, a sheet of laminated perspector and that moved with me as I moved the guns up and down that moved up and down and it protected my head virtually yeah you uh, can be wounded and still fire you know but luckily I wasn't do you consider yourself lucky you said that a lot of people in your like your crew that everyone came back and mostly unwounded do you feel lucky about that or that was just uh, at the time or well Lucky. I don't think there would be a time that you went out that you think you'd come back again. Mm-hmm. Up and down. Mm-hmm. The skip of the side land there. We, we didn't have any brakes. We, we didn't have any flaps to put down to slow us down. Yeah. And he said, anybody who wants to parachute out over down, uh, because it looked like a crash landing, we didn't know whether the tyres were punctured or not. And uh, we had other bullet holes. In fact, we had one between me and the navigator. And that wow. <laughs> I so didn't know said, about it at the time. So they said, if you want to parachute out, parachute, because we might not land properly? Well, I, I thought it over, and there's crocodiles in the mangroves, and Darwin's all mangroves, virtually. The only lights I could see was the strip lights we were going to land, and you could make out the coastline. You didn't know which way the bloody wind was blowing. You could land in the sea, or you could land in the bloody mangroves. Just take your chances. But then again, the there's a million army blokes down there. Probably think it was a parachute landing coming in full of Japs and so a fire on you. Yeah. So like the coward, I said I'll stay with the bloody ship. I'll stay with the ship, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and how did the landing go? Well, it landed all right. He's an excellent skipper, and we had nothing to stop us. You see, we just landed as slow as we could get it. Skipper could get it because he couldn't put his flaps down, you see. And he, they had to wind the wheels down, and we landed all right. And we finished up about 70 yards off the bitumen into low scrub about this high wow. that had been cut down before to make a, uh, an escape route. Well, we got out and patted the bloody ground. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and not one of us got wounded. Yeah. You can appreciate every good landing on Qantas now. Well, <laughs> I used to say a good landing is one you can walk away from. Yeah. We went over an hour. Of course, we were briefed what they were going to do. The army briefed us, took us all the ones on the raid, and told us exactly what they were going to do, who was going to land on what part of the beach in Ballackpappan, and we did the whole bloody plan. They said it's too late for this, that if you get captured by the Japs, they generally beheaded the air crew. That was their standard practice. So yeah. they try and... Uh, you can, the Yankees used to say, tell them what, what you know. He said, that won't hurt us, you know. 
it was just, they were just too big to worry about it, you know. They said it was going to save your life, tell them everything, you know. But uh, luckily it didn't happen that way. Do you remember the day the war ended? Do you remember the day they... Uh, well, yes. They cancelled all flights. Yeah. So we knew something was in the air, you know. Where stop. were you at the time? In, in, in uh, Darwin at the time. Okay. And so what was the feeling, though? Like you said, for those two weeks you knew something was up, but when you finally found out that, yep, that's it, and we're heading home, what were well, you for? we all celebrated. When we got to Darwin, we got two bottles of beer pool. <coughs> it was about to come from Melbourne, Tassie. We used to dodge the Sydney beer. That wasn't so good. <laughs> <laughs> we had one bloke, he was a strict Methodist. He wouldn't draw his two bottles. And I said to one of the other officers, I said, it's a pity that those two bottles never got drunk. He said, they got drunk all the way. <laughs> 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 Fryer with his name and <laughs> crap his two bottles of drink. <laughs>